Welcome to Loaded Talk. I am your congressman, the third most popular candidate to ever be. I am Frank, and along with me... What's up, planet Earth? I'm Bean. Frank and Bean! Um, so, of course, the most important thing that's happened is uh, the Bucks are 3-1, and one, and we have a bye week this week. So, <clears throat> I know everybody was wondering, and that's that's the update. You know, uh, did I do something? No? Okay. You make faces and you scare me. Uh, <laughs> In uh, Florida, for anybody that's not in Florida listening, we ha- we're in the fake fall season. Today, we have, like, no humidity. The high is only going to go to 80. Thank so, God. Which is, like, autumn for us. Well, this is fake autumn because it's going to get hot again. But uh, typically, Halloween night is when 50-50, you might need a, a thin jacket at nighttime. Um, which is kind of how I let people know when they're new to Florida. Uh, we're like, oh, when when's actual cold? I'm like, well, I mean, Halloween, you might need a jacket at night, maybe half the time, you know, a thin one, not a coat. You know, it's tough being in Florida. You know, we only got the three seasons. We don't have winter. We got rid of that one, so it's just fall at some point, spring at some point, and the rest is just glorious summer, melting. There's a little bit of melting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took me a while, like. Um, I get I get sweaty easy and I stop sweating not so easy, uh, which was for a long time why I didn't like work out in the morning because I take a hot shower like I don't I won't stop you know, but uh, pretty much that's the only time I have available. So now like I go at five and then I walk back and it's you know still only about six and it's cool enough you yeah, okay okay, um, but also. Because the temperatures outside tend to be warm enough that, like, I don't use a lot of hot water in the shower anymore. I'm just like, all right, my knobs turned way to the cold side. And, um, yeah, part of it's because I've been thrown to one bath or one bathroom in this house that doesn't have central air. There's no air back there, which is fine most of the time. But if you put the hot water, hot water, yeah, you're going to steam. And if it's middle summer and it's like, Three in the afternoon. You don't want any hot water in there. I don't get nice things. Um, yeah, cold showers are good for you though. So, and I don't go so cold. Like people that talk about going like all the cold, where they go, oh, it's good, get your blood flowing. I don't like those either. Like oh, I love it. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would if I was like super sweaty. But even then, like after mowing, sometime I do just go all the way because I'm just gross and hot and like ready to die. You know. Um. Last night, once again, nothing about the news. Last night, I saw Willie Nelson. Oh, right yeah. on. Yeah, there, he was at the uh, amphitheater with the Avett Brothers and Government Mule, which is like, uh, they've been around for, I guess, only 30 years now. But, uh, you know, former members of the Allman Brothers and all that. So very I blues rock jam band stuff, but it was all, it was good. There's other bands we missed, too, but um, those were the important ones, anyway. Um, anyway, so, but Willie Nelson... He still sounds exactly the same. He um, he doesn't pick his guitar constantly, you know. It's like uh, kind of a ting ting. But there's a couple of times he did a, a a few leads where it's like, okay, he does have the dexterity going. They had his guitar cranked up a little bit too high. It was higher than his vocals and definitely higher than all the other instruments for people on stage, which I thought was not wise. But uh, especially when it's like he's singing every now and then twang, and it's like, okay, well. I wish somebody would level this out. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking in my head, like, at some point, someone's going to catch on, and they'll be like, adjust the levels, but no. Either way, great show. I uh, I had a good time. Um, all right. 
On to him. Oh, have you done anything fun and exciting? Or am I the only fun one? You are the only fun one. Uh, Actually, you... we went out last night to Hibachi. But... Ooh. Kobe or... Uh Yeah. yeah. One over by Tyrone. Yep. I haven't been to that one yet. It's more convenient, but I haven't been there yet. Did you take the Wii one? Uh, no. We were we had babysitting. So <laughs> you had fun. It was nice. <laughs> yep. That's... Yep. Well, all right. I guess we got to get to the news. So last week, we talked about how we avoided the government shutdown and averted the disaster that would have been. And, uh, well, damn it, we did it. What we didn't see coming is, I think it was later that night. Was it the night we recorded that? Or was it the next day? Was it on Monday? Yeah, I think it was the next day. Yeah, so uh, Speaker McCarthy got tossed out. And... You know, Gates had been talking about, like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But I was like, ah, I don't think he's got the votes. It's just a stunt, you know? Um, well, I'll be damned. All the Democrats, he had the eight Republicans and all the Democrats, and uh, now there's no Speaker of the House, um, which is funny. Um, you know, I don't think highly of Kevin McCarthy. He just seems like a tool. Um, so, like, cool. You know, like I don't care. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's confusing because I don't, I don't, I haven't grasped the plan necessarily, uh, other than just like politic butthead. He looks like a Be- Gates looks like a Beavis and butthead had a baby because <laughs> <laughs> he's a little Beavis in the face, but he's like butthead. You know, he's got the dark hair, so he's he's a little bit of both. If you know. If they both scored with the same chick, you know, maybe it all mixed together and have. You're just, just waiting for him to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 from my bungle. But not so, like, you know, he's, uh, yeah, nepotism butthead. He, uh, the way he got elected. Uh, do you know anything about Gates, really? I uh, mean, I've seen him. Sure, sure. Yeah. But his, his dad was like this very respected congressperson. In uh, you know Panhandle, Florida, which anybody that doesn't know, you got to think about the Florida is the United States flipped upside down. So you just fold Florida back up. Further south you go, the more northern it is. You know, there's way more Yanks in Miami than there are in Tallahassee. You know, so like you get in the Panhandle, there's you know there's the beachy places, but there's also a lot of rednecks. You know, a lot of Alabama, a lot of good old boys, and so you know this is one of those districts. It's red. If you're Republican. You win, you know, like it's, I mean, safe, safe red where, you know, sometimes maybe they don't even run a Democrat. Like the primary is the election, you know? <laughs> well, Gates's dad was very well respected up in there. He ended up being, um, something. He had some title in Congress, the blah, 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 some position, not like a speaker, but something high up like that, where it's like, you've been here for a while and we all respect you to do things respect anyway so everybody loved it so of course you know his uh his son is ready to enter the fray politics young man but you know he just has that name gates and it's like well gates represented us forever and the apple surely can't fall far from the tree he seems like a good boy and so he just gets elected and uh but yeah let me see let me pull this up we'll go through it whoopsie that's not the right one all right let's say uh, yeah that's cnn one here so, so what happened? I think really just bulletproof CNN. Don't really have much to say about anything. 
But uh, so Kevin McCarthy not run for speaker again after the House ousted him from the top leadership post in a historic vote on Tuesday. The tally was 216 to 210 with eight Republicans siding with the Democrats. The House will now need to elect a new speaker. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so basically, oh, and one of the, so one of the big things that popped up is, is what's the motivation here? You know, so Gates called for it, and um, originally, you know, all like Pelosi and some of these cats were just like, oh, just let them do whatever. Like as a speaker, you just don't worry about that. Like we got your back. Like we're not gonna let these MAGA freaks kind of call what we do. And uh, which I don't know why Nancy Pelosi got all southern at the end of that one, but uh, <laughs> listen here, sweetheart, this is San Francisco. Uh, as her teeth fall out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, she's always like biting those things in. Uh, um, they're so old, there's so many old people, they're just so old. I know, I know, and like people joke about that. That's actually a joke people talk about Capitol Hill, like, like senior staffers people have been there a while or press that cover it they just like it was like it's looking more and more like a retirement home there's just like aides and staffers pushing people around wheelchairs like, hey hey grandpa here you go don't forget your medicine don't forget you don't forget to vote remember oh, we say yes we vote yes we believe in it <laughs> it's like you remember remember <laughs> we but be- i believe in it yes we believe in it <laughs> and like it's like an open secret you know that it's like we just have Lots of elderly that, I mean, I wonder with Feinstein being gone, I mean that, which by the way, did you see who Gavin Newsom nominated to replace Feinstein? So, you know, as a, as the governor, you get to like appoint the interim person um, and the interim senator and he picks somebody who lives in like Baltimore, but they own a house in California. So okay. they have like a vacation house, which isn't supposed to count. You're supposed to like be in the state a majority of the year or whatever. It's supposed to be your primary residence and all that. But he named this lady who she's like an activist for, I think, abortion or something like that. Like she loves abortion. And uh, but she lives in like Maryland and like the, the organization she worked for, which is, you know, like an abortion advocacy group. They started scrubbing her bio on the pages because it's like. Uh, what's her face? Who's a proud Baltimorean or wherever the hell she is, you know, but so like, she's been living here for this many years. I'm proud to call it home. And they're like, delete, delete, delete. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's California. Who cares? You know, like really it's, I think this next election, Adam Schiff will probably win. It'd be great if he didn't just cause that guy is such a smug little something or other. But uh, it'd be nice if he didn't win, but he's probably going to win. And so then he'll be the senator. And like, it's California. I'm like, I mean, who cares for you at this point? Like, you think we're going to get somebody reasonable? Like, come on. Um, all right. So, so yeah, so they toss him out. And so people are like, oh, what's motivation? Uh, some people, like McCarthy said, McCarthy or McCar- people close to McCarthy said that it was because uh, there was ethics violation uh, investigations that uh, McCarthy didn't squash. And Gates is like, no, that's not it. That's he's like, I'm the most. What Gates said, he said, I'm the most investigated man in this entire United States Congress, and uh, it's all right. But uh, so yeah, he's like, that's not true. Like I've been investigated constantly, so I don't care about that. And let's see, the CBS article. 
says, why asked Kevin or why asked McCarthy what Matt Gates has said about the motivations to remove the Speaker of the House? Do, 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 do. So why did Gates want to remove McCarthy? But why? Gates would aim to remove McCarthy as Speaker of the House at a time when voters far prefer Republicans and Democrats to handle the economy. What's wrong? We got some CVS Cookie Monster kicked us out. Yep, so. kicked us out. Like they got ad block. It doesn't even. Oh, we can't even get past it. Nope. Oh, yeah, I'll screw him. Um, well, anyway, and so. Uh, oh my god. Okay. But they basically they're saying it's gonna be traced back to when McCarthy became Speaker. He's like, here's what, uh, here is why Gates said he wanted McCarthy out and why. And see, back in January, when Republicans took control of the House, McCarthy was struggling to win the backing of a majority of the House to become Speaker. A group of Republican holdouts, led by Gates, withheld their support to extract several concessions from him. One of their most pressing complaints was the process by which Congress funds the government, which they say enables runaway government spending, which they're right about. In theory, executive branch departments like the Pentagon, Justice Department, and Homeland Security are funded through a dozen individual appropriations bills that set spending levels for the year ahead. These bills typically must be passed by Congress and signed by the president by the start of a new fiscal year on October 1st to avoid a government shutdown. In practice, Congress has missed that deadline with growing frequency in recent years. Yeah, no shit. To buy more time, lawmakers pass what's known in Washington as a continuing resolution, which funds the government at current levels for a certain period of time, usually until the holidays. They then use this time to lump all the individual spending bills together into one massive piece of legislation called an omnibus that funds the various departments until the following October when the cycle repeats again. That's shockingly accurate, CBS. Gates and his fellow GOP holdouts wanted to put an end to that practice and return to, quote, regular order, the consideration and passage of individual annual spending bills. This, the argument went, would allow them to extract deeper spending cuts uh, than would otherwise be possible through an omnibus bill, which is often hastily approved with less popular provisions tied to must-pass items. Which is true. Those omnibus bills, they throw all the stuff in. Like we talked about the stilts for snakes and all that good stuff. Um, so that, as that October 1st deadline approached, McCarthy brought up the House. Um, so anyway, there's... Um, Gates saw the continuing resolution as reneging on the deal. Um, he said, oh, if we do this, like I'm going to call for a vote of no confidence. And uh, he goes, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending. And the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. We told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single-subject spending bills that would allow us to have a specific review uh, programmatic analysis, and that would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad, targeted President Trump, or cut sweetheart deals for Hunter Biden. Um, and, uh, and McCarthy defied Gates's threat and brought it up what's known as a clean CR, an extension that maintains funding at certain levels, or continuing levels. So, you know, on the surface, you go, all right, let's take Gates at his word, right? You go, well, I don't, like, what do I disagree with that? It's like, yeah, um, omnibus bills are horrible. It's one of the reasons we're in this horrible situation. You know, like, uh, we don't budget. We just put them all together and we go, we go, all right, fund it all, you know, because we have to have money for the military or whatever the, the thing. Um, but the funny thing about it is Matt Gates has become very concerned about fiscal responsibility this past year, past six months, 
we had four years of the Trump administration <laughs> where he spent like crazy. And like the only reason it didn't, didn't seem so crazy is compared to like the Obama years. It was a little less crazy. Still too much. I think it's Michael Malice that says uh, conservatism is just progressivism driving the speed limit. You know, where it's, it's the same crap. It's just instead of going 100 miles an hour, you're going 55. And that's pretty much it, because Trump was not a fiscal conservative, which you shouldn't have expected him to be. I don't think anybody expected him to be. I mean, he refers to himself as the king of debt, you know, because <laughs> like the amount of things he's been able to do with like bankruptcy courts and just like use the system where it's like, yeah, I got all this debt, I call bankruptcy, bye bye, you know, and it's worked for him. I mean, <clears throat> he's successful. Um, but yeah, during that time, Matt Gates didn't have one word to say about deficit spending because we did it the whole four years of Trump, all four years of Trump. We added to the debt. We spent a lot of money. And I mean, we, we spent money that during the tea party years under Obama, when they were talking about Obamacare costing, um, like a trillion or billion, what was the price tag on it? I think it was a billion dollars. And uh, they were trying real hard to keep it under a billion dollars. And we we're just like, this is crazy. A billion dollars. And then like, we do these omnibus bills that are a billion. A tr- it's gotta be a trillion. It's gotta be a trillion. Because we spent, no, because we spent like $4 trillion in a year. I don't know. Anyway, it was a lot of money. But that's the thing. That's how it's changed. Like, it might have been like us freaking out about a billion dollars. And now we're just like, ugh, continue resolution, $1.3 trillion. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And it's like we bring in, I think we bring in between 2 and $3 trillion in revenues, also known as our money being funneled to D.C. for no product. Uh, which isn't really a revenue as much as it is booty. We bring about two and a half to three trillion in booty uh, that we pirate from our citizens. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's booty. I mean, I don't like it, but I like your yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better being called that than revenue. <laughs> and uh, but then we're spent like Trump years. He was like spending four trillion, and like and it's like okay, well that's not good. Better than say like the COVID year where it was like seven trillion. Which, during the Biden years, it's always been around that. When he goes, oh, we cut the deficit. It's like, well, great. You went from COVID $7 trillion to spending $6.5 trillion without COVID. That's not a win. I mean, <laughs> like, it's less of a loss. It could be worse. But it could be better. Um, but anyway, so Matt Gates didn't care during the Trump years. You know, he's he is a Trump-loving fella. You know, I don't know if he actually does love him. But he loves attaching to him for growing his brand, you know. Um, so that's one issue. Is you hear you go, okay, well, that makes sense to a certain degree. Um, but the other thing is they actually have been moving single appropriations bills through. Not all have left committee, and like so, it's been. I think McCarthy promised to have X number done by this time and he has half that or something um but you know he actually seems to have been attempting to do it it's just you know things don't always run smoothly especially when your majority is that small you know he like the house majority is very tiny uh you know senate's pretty much 50 50 but i think it's 51 democrats right now 
something like that. Um, so it's real tight. You know, it's hard to just get things through, which I think is a positive. I think I don't know why they measure the successes of Congress based on how many things they passed. I think that's the opposite of what I want to see. I want to see fewer things pass. Like, take more recesses. You know, read it. <laughs> yeah, read bills. Just take a. Everybody take everyone be John Fetterman. Fetterman only shows up to to work like sixty percent of the time he's supposed to. Okay, like the only one that showed up less than Fetterman was Diane Feinstein, and she was gone for like three months at some point. She didn't know she was gone for three months, but like Fetterman, even Biden, he's spent like more vacation days than I think any of them. So it's just like let's do that. Everybody just go on vacation. Um, all right, but here's the another funny thing about it, right? Is so this continuing resolution they pass and like Gates calls it, um, you know, it's horrible. It's a traitor. He, uh, you know, he worked with Democrats to pass this thing, and so like the continuing resolution that passed had support from tons of Democrats and then Republicans too, and it passed overwhelmingly. Um, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't quote unquote conservative enough for. Matt Gates, the conservative in command. Um, so if we go over to the four Texas Republicans, this, um, this was the first continuing resolution that was attempted. So uh, this says four Texas Republicans voted um, with the ultra conservatives to sink a GOP attempt to keep it open. So this, the first attempt, let's see where it says. The legislation could have kept the government open for another 30 days, so it's just a one-month extension, to allow Congress to finish passing the appropriations legislation, so the single things that they were calling for. So it's like, give us another, give us a month to figure it out. Which, you know, as much as everyone's a turd, like if someone goes, hey, we're, we're close, we need another month to work this. I mean, that's not uncommon for, like, contract negotiations and stuff. I have an extension, 30 days. Um, to, do, to, do, to finish passing that, it would also have slashed funding... For a large share of federal programs by 30%. That's a 30% cut during those 30 days. Um, and added border hardening measures that they love. Um, but the far-right representatives said the legislation did not do enough for their priorities, including ramping up immigration enforcement at the border, gutting spending for the Justice Department investigations into Trump, um, and then several members opposed any kind of temporary spending measure, preferring da-da-da-da-da. So... If you can imagine the quote unquote ultra conservatives, uh, that was Matt Gates and um, there was a number of people. Some people, I think maybe, I, know, I think there's some people that opposed it for just, no, just general, like, I don't like continuing resolution type things. But, but Gates, this was kind of his thing. He, he helped sink this one. Okay. So you go, all right, well, you, you sank it. And you go, I don't like no continuing resolution because we got to do this and negotiate. And I don't want to extend it for 30 days. So, like, it had support of all of the Republicans except for whatever the number was. You know, eight of them or whatever. Uh, oh, 21. 21 Republicans uh, sided with Democrats to kill the kill the bill. It was Dan Crenshaw. I don't trust that guy with his eye patch. Like, he tries to come up, hey, guys, I'm just like a normal dude, special forces. I'm like, you know... Ivy League intelligence, but like special forces tough. Got this eye patch from an explosion. Um, he's like, also, maybe at some point I was with the World Economic Forum on some stuff. And also, 
uh, was it last year, the year before, his stock portfolio had the highest growth among all elected people. He was in top two or something like that, where it's just like, you know, he talks about all the, how corrupt things are, but it's like, you cashed in. And he <laughs> did cash in. I saw some video he posted during the Bud Light thing where he was being, I think he was making fun of it, you know? And uh, he was like, I'm going to throw out all the Bud Light from my fridge. And he went and opened this fridge and there's none in there. He's like, oh, I guess I don't have any. Um, but uh, but the fridge was in his like outdoor kitchen by the pool. Like you're looking at it, you're like, that's a very nice outdoor kitchen setup. You got that's a nice poolside thing. It's like, I know they pay tons of money to special forces operators. So like maybe that portfolio really has been paying great. I don't, I don't think you buy that on a 180 grand a year. I mean, like that's not a bad salary, but this place looked nice. You know, um, let's see. Did it? Did it? I'm trying to see if there's a list. <clears throat> well, so anyway, all right. So 21 Republicans didn't like it. Right. And so it gets kicked back out. Now we're, up against government shutdown. And so, um, and also just to trace back to like when McCarthy was being elected, there was a, you know, a lot of people were opposing him. Um, you know, it was Lauren Boebert, the, who likes to go to Beetlejuice and get her little grope on. Did you see that? Oh, um, Oh yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. 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 The Beetlejuice, the musical. He was just like, waka waka. It's just like, who does that? Like, I don't even, you're just sitting there, and it's like, we're at a play. There we go. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so these people opposed it. Uh, opposed electing them. And there's people like Chip Roy uh, from Texas who was very vocal about it. And he was like, no, he's like, I want to. He's like, I want these rule changes. He's like, these are the rule changes because, like, the, they get to set the rules for the house. And those rules really matter because, like, when Paul Ryan cut out earmarks, that cut out floor amendments. So you, every congressperson lost the ability to submit an amendment on the floor, which getting rid of earmarks was like, ah, we can't just throw in stills for snakes, you know, like fine, whatever, another million dollars, I'll buy, you know, or a hundred million dollars, I'll get your vote, fine, throw the amendment in, earmark, 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 buy all the votes. Um, so, <clears throat> which it did in that, but it would also ended was conversation because after that, it was like, okay, so we build the whole bill in committee. If you want an amendment, it needs to come in committee, and we don't have to let it in. If we don't let it in, there's not going to be a conversation, not a public conversation about it. We'll just tell you to go to hell, and um, and that'll be that, you know. And then we vote, and you just yes or no. But there's not going to be a conversation. We don't get to say, you know, oh well, actually, maybe if you modified it this way, it'd be a little bit better. Like no, it just killed all that, you know. So the rules are important, and under like Pelosi took them to another degree, and it's just um, you know it's. These things are important. So, like, um, Chip Roy got his concessions, and the support went. And, like, Matt Gates and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all these cats are just like, no, we still oppose them. And it's like, for what? And that, people even ask, like, who's your, your alternate? Who do you want? And uh, they're like, uh, I mean, Jim Jordan would be good. Jim Jordan's like, I'm voting for McCarthy. I don't want to be speaker. He's like, I don't want to be speaker. And they're like, how about Scalise? And he's like, I'm also voting for Jordan. I also don't want to be speaker. And so they'd kind of throw out these names and all it's like, but all these people support the dude, like the other guy. Um, and so it was one of these kind of lack of plan things that was weird, but, but Gates got lots of attention. So anyway, so the one, so that's the continuing resolution that didn't pass was a 30% spending cut and, uh, and more border security. 
So now if you look at what did on the Federal Times, what did pass. Uh, let's see. It says, for now, budgets will remain at the level they were initially funded in 2023. While the deal is relief for the millions of federal employees who face blah, blah, blah. It's possible to face the same thing in six weeks. Because uh, now, I see notably the resolution leaves out funding for aid in Ukraine, which is a big thing the Republicans said no money for Ukraine for 45 days. I mean, this is a 45 day. That's the other thing. It went from a 30 day extension to this one is 45 days. Um, it extends the flexibility for the Department of the Interior and Department of Agriculture to keep base pay salary increases, pay increases, for 10,000 federal firefighters. Uh, funds from the Infrastructure and Jobs Act, blah, 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 blah. A permanent fix would have to be legislated to avoid a new pay cliff on November 17th. It also reauthorizes the FAA through thir- uh, December 31st and incorporates disaster relief funding worth $16 billion. And so it passed 30, 335 to 91 in the House and the Senate 88 to 9. And so, like, so they shot down a 30% pay cut, which would have had a challenge passing the Senate because um, Republicans don't control the Senate. And it was not, it did not have lots of um, blue friendly provisions. I mean, they don't want to agree to 30% tax cut. Um, but. There's people like Joe Manchin that might have jumped ship. There's a couple of people that could have jumped ship. It's possible. At the very least, you give it to the Senate to say, you know, we pass this. What are you going to do? And then see how it goes. And maybe you can hang the government shutdown around the Democrats' head, you know, theoretically. Or maybe they pass it and you get a 30% cut for 30 days. Um, so that's the other thing. Like, strategy-wise, you're like, all right, Gates, you didn't like the plan that involved a 30% cut. So we ended up with a plan that has a 0% cut. It doesn't seem like your strategy worked. It seems like it didn't work at all. Um, or it was fake. Or, it was, or yeah, it's just sub, subterfuge. But it's uh, either way, it's like, what are we doing? Like, what what is the plan? What is the plan? I think that's the general refrain here for like the gates things like what's the plan um so he so he said he didn't like how mccarthy worked with democrats to get the continuing resolution passed he he buddied up with the enemy to get it passed so gates and seven other republicans and every single democrat (laughs) voted to get speaker uh, mccarthy out and i guess mccarthy made some assurances they wouldn't start an impeachment inquiry against Biden or something like that. So, you know, they were like, well, screw him. He lied to me. And it's like, he lied to both sides and that's why he's out. Um, but it seemed like it was just inevitable. He's been basically threatening this from the get, you know? Um, so this is my favorite. Oh, we need the, our headphones on this one. Cause, uh, this is well, well worth everything. Um, let's get this pulled up. This fella is a representative from somewhere. I don't know who he is. He's uh, I don't know. He's he's an elected official. I forget. He's from maybe Maryland or maybe Missouri or something. But let's go ahead and uh, hit play on that. Okay. You got to think about this guy. Um, this is a guy that didn't have that the media didn't give a time of day to after he was accused of sleeping with an underage girl. Oops. And there's a reason why no one 
and the conference came and defended him because we had all seen the videos he was showing on the house floor that all of us had walked away of the girls that he had slept with. He'd brag about how he would uh, crush ED medicine and, and, and chase it with, um, with an energy drink so he could go all night. This is obviously before you got married. And so when that accusation came out, no one defended him, and then no one on the media would give him a time of the day. All of a sudden, he found fame because he opposed the Speaker of the House back in November, and he's always stayed there, and he's not. He was never going to leave until he got this last moment of fame by saying, by by going after a motion to vacate. All right. It's important to know Congressman Gates has never been charged with any blah, blah, sex blah, blah, crime in okay, his state. Um. So, oopsie, that was my little gift for you, Charlie. What do you think? I don't think Mark and I have said twenty words. And like when you look at Matt Gates, and you hear. It's like, oh, well, he used to like brag to all the people on the house floor about the girls he was banging and that he would like crush Viagra and with Red Bulls and shit and all that. Like you look at him, you go, I mean, that adds up to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember when uh, the accusation about the miners? There was a uh, he had this kind of slimeball friend who's a tax collector, was a tax collector in Orlando. And uh I guess these two dudes love to go to like sex parties. I guess there were like orgies that they would attend or general sex party things. Um, okay. that, yeah. So that was like their big weekend thing. And they were just like bros, you know, just bros smashing tail or whatever. And so at some point, dude in Orlando, because, you know, you bring girls, you know, you bring girls, bring some, some hotties, you know, with us. Uh, well, one of the girls he brought was like 16. Oops. Yeah. And so that uh, Gates kind of got wrapped up in that because she was like, he did too. And he was like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But, you know, I think the more orgies you attend, the less control you have over where your willy goes. <laughs> I think at some point, you'll, how definitively you know something to be true you know, falls away. Mick Jagger talked about this. He's talked about during the Woodstock days. He's like, you know, there's a lot of bodies in there. Who's to say that it was always a girl you were putting that in? You know, he's just like, oh, okay, Mick Jagger. He's just like, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's a party. It's a party. There's a lot of mud, lots of bodies. You just, just grab something, you know? It's a party. Come on, somebody love. <laughs> so... That is uh, that dude. I don't even know that guy's name. I don't even care what his name is. But like that was his tactic. And uh, Matt Gates responded, and he said, "Like, I think you know, me and that guy have spoken like fewer than whatever fifty words to each other. He's just mad because his uh, his friend lost, and he's suffering the the death of the political establishment or something like that." Other people were calling out Gates because like you you voted, you you moved to oust the speaker. And you started fundraising on it in the same, like in the same breath. Like as you're doing that, fundraising emails are going out. And so he's like, well, he's like, all y'all are tied to lobbyists and y'all get your three lobbyist meetings a quarter. He's like, I rely on these 10 and $30 donations from regular people to keep my career going and all that. But the idea that he's doing it for fame and attention, I mean, that adds up. You know, he, maybe he believes in something. He just doesn't seem like the type of guy that believes in anything other than like himself. 
You know, like he's a he's a second generation run on daddy's name young politician guy who like carries himself like the cock of the walk and then like he got engaged while he's being accused like he was just like this bachelor guy you know, going to sex parties and like party and all that kind of stuff and uh and so people are like i wonder you know even if it's not even if he didn't do anything illegal i wonder how like rural conservative red areas are gonna feel about their representative regularly attending orgies you know back in like the 80s that would sink somebody uh which just shows something even the 90s i bet you that would sink somebody now it's just whatever uh which i mean everyone's consenting it's not illegal uh but during that whole thing when he was trying not to get any sort of criminal prosecution you know uh suddenly he announced his engagement to his girlfriend who he loved so much and then they got married to his girlfriend that he loved so much um but it was while well, he's being investigated, you know. So take with that as you will. It's like he's constantly burying things with the exact opposite message of what's being like thrown at him or against him, I should say. Yeah, like his actions and his words don't match. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that. <laughs> you know what they say? The words are important, not actions. And words, <laughs> not deeds. That's what they say. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Gates, it's like he just. He just seems like a slime ball to me. Like uh, from the day he got elected, I look at him. I'm just like, you know, oh, you can't judge a book by its cover and all that. But it's like, I don't know. He just seems like a just a slimy little turd. And like when Trump came up and we were getting popular, he's like, I'm a hitch hitch my wagon to that, you know. And uh, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad idea because the way that the Trump wave came through, you know, lots of people got elected on that wave, and and that's fine political gamesmanship and all that but he's just always seemed like a turd like he seems like the type of guy that would be like showing picture like showing hunter biden type clips of himself you know where it's like ah this is me like hunter biden's like hey look look at me and this hooker smoking crack and matt gates is like hey here's me with this girl after we did cocaine it's not in the frame you know like we're doing some coke i was banging this hot chick and uh here she look at them boobs you know like he definitely seems like the type of guy that'd be sharing private photos um, on the floor of the house. Why not? You know? So all that we got. Um, so now there's no speaker We're, we have no speaker. Um, and so the two people have jumped in. Uh, everyone's been pushing for Jim Jordan out of Ohio. So he's in the race officially. Uh, Scalise, who is like the majority leader. Um, <clears throat> he is now in the race too. Uh, Scalise, I guess is more of the, more McCarthy-esque in that he's sort of moderate, you know? And then um, they call they all call themselves conservative. Um, but then uh, Jim Jordan is more of like the actual, like, has conservative bona fides. Like everyone that's, the Mac, whether it's a Matt Gates, whether it's, um, you know, Ted Cruz, whether, you know, whoever, whoever it is. Like these people consider Jim Jordan's voting record to be like the Freedom Works ranks them very high. Um, almost uh, maybe a hundred percent. And so, uh, like Trump jumped in, uh, which we don't have to pull up this article, but at some point people mentioned Donald Trump for the job. Cause you don't have to be in the house to be speaker of the house. It can, it can literally be any American citizen, any of which is why I nominated you. Ah, that explains it. Yeah. You ah, don't have to be there. Yeah. Cool. I have a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
So a couple of people called Trump and he's like, oh, they asked me and, you know, I'll do anything, anything that's good for America and good for the Republican Party. I'll, I'll take a look at it, you know, um, which there would be something just so awesome about Donald Trump <laughs> deciding what gets voted on. You know, it's like these are the bills that come up for a vote signed Donald Trump, you know, and like. The way that like Pelosi was obnoxious as a speaker and tried to be all like aggressive and tough lady and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just imagine Trump, like especially not as an elected person. Like he's not even elected. Like I mean, other than getting a no confidence vote, like I mean, you don't have to win re-election. You're not elected, you know. But uh, but anyway, he uh, he officially threw his support behind Jim Jordan, and um, and some people wondering if it matters you know because jim jordan already had sort of the conservative and trumpy wing uh, that would probably vote for him so he was trying to get moderates being like hey man i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be crazy i'm not gonna do what you think i'm gonna do like i'll i'll you know do the job right and so um some people say oh it might hurt his ability to get the moderates to vote with him and other people say probably doesn't matter at all and trump even kind of hedged he's like it's like, Seth is a race with a lot of people that are very nice people. I like, I like a lot of them. They like me. He's like, I'm a, I like Jim Jordan. I'm a, I, I endorse Jim Jordan. But you know, the other guys are good. They like me. They like me too. I like them. And so it's one of those things. Like in case he doesn't win, like I like all the people. <laughs> I kind of endorse all the people, so I win no matter what. Which is a very Trumpian tactic. So now we sit back and we watch. We, I think there's a chance. I, you know, I guess at this point, my money. Would probably be on Jim Jordan. I mean, Scalise probably has votes too. You know, a lot of the speaker, the way people become speaker is pretty gross. Because <clears throat> when you're going to make a run for it, you you can campaign funds can be donated to other campaigns. So if you give to Nancy Pelosi, she can give it to Donald Trump if she wants to. Huh. Yeah, it's totally legal. So when you're a speaker, or you're about to be a speaker, it tends to be you're in a safe district, you get reelected all the time, right? You're good at fundraising, you know, for the party, for yourself, for other people. Like, you're you're safe, and you stack your cheddar, you know? So then you have a war chest of millions of dollars, right? And so maybe you got some people in purple districts where you need to kind of get some stuff, so you slide them a couple mil. You slide some money over that way. And, like, basically you just go through greasing all the other Congress people. He's like, have some money, have some money, have some money, have some money. And you're buying votes, like literally buying votes with uh, campaign donations. It's just that you're going to win re-election with like zero dollars spent. So like you're safe, you know? <clears throat> so a lot of this is like how well you're able to influence people, um, mainly with money. And so like Scalise has probably spent more time doing that kind of thing than Jordan, who has like been like, I don't even want the job. And so Scalise probably is the favorite, maybe like in, in terms of like the way things run, you know, but you're going to have to get those eight to 21 Republicans on board. And I don't know that people have a negative view of Jim Jordan overall to like hurt him. So I don't know. He, he could stand a chance. I don't know. I mean, Democrats don't like him, but I mean, just among the Republicans. <clears throat> so we sit back and we watch and. I don't know. I don't know. Looks like a mess, though, doesn't it? This is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hard to see 
I mean, maybe they just hope that Jim Jordan wins and then Matt Gates and all these cats go, see, we got Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. That's a victory. Send me money. Of course, like, nothing has happened yet. Because that's the thing. Like, he's, he's, made the, he's made the play. He's getting money, celebrating. Like, ah, look what we did. It's like, but we don't know if it worked yet. Like, we don't know if it worked. Like, did it work for good? Did it work for bad? Is a Democrat about to be the Speaker of the House? We don't know. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen. And you don't either. And I don't think you care. Somebody was saying he, they think Gates wants to run for governor of Florida. Oh, Jesus. I hope not. I hope not. It's like he jumps from, he lives in the moment and just jumps from existing issue to existing issue and is like, like kind of always behind and catching up, so to speak. I mean, that sounds like politics. Like whatever the, I'm for or against the current thing, you know, and I believe it with all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. It's I can't even say. <clears throat> I don't know if it's good or if it's bad. I like chaos. I like the house falling apart, the government kind of falling apart. If it leads to that, cool. If it leads to like things being defunded, cool. Like I'm willing to. I will give Gates due for it working out if it works out. I don't think his motivations are about that. I don't think it's, this is some grand intelligent plan. Uh, but if it works out where government gets a lot smaller than hey, stop it camera. All right, we're back. Technical issues is just kind of our new thing. It's some people use good writing and talent. We go for problems. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we covered the speaker stuff in enough. The other thing that happened, like, was this just yesterday? Um, is uh, Hamas launched this massive attack on Israel? Um, let's see, we can pull up that Al Jazeera article here. It's a breakdown of how it unfolded. So it's a surprise attack by a Palestinian group, Hamas, on Israel, combining gunmen breaching security barriers and a barrage of rockets fired from Gaza was launched at dawn during the Jewish holiday of Sim Simchat. Simchat Torah. Um, I was going to say Sim Chat. Saturday's attack uh, came 50 years and a day after Egyptian and Syrian forces launched an assault during the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur in an effort to uh, retrieve territory Israel had taken during a brief, brief conflict in 1967. Um, so. They basically, at about 6.30 a.m., Hamas fired a huge barrage of rockets into the southern Israel, with sirens heard far away as Tel Aviv and Beersheba. And, uh, or, I don't know. I have pretty good. Yeah. You think that? Okay, cool. Uh, so Hamas said it was 5,000 rockets. Israel said it was 2,500 rockets. Either way, that's a lot of rockets. The thing is, you know they're both lying. Right. They just always do. This is the thing. They always they just they just always lie about everything. They're like, no, we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. And they're like, oh, we're more powerful. Like those videos, they used to be on Live Leak a lot. It'd be, um, you know, some guy saying, like, Israel, they've killed all of our people. Look at these body bags. And you'd see a guy like reach an arm out, scratch his nose, put his arm back inside the body bag. And it's just like. Um, body bags are still alive there, you know, it's like, it's clearly you lined up, there's pe living people inside of body bags to make it look worse. Like, I, you can see it, you know? So then you go, all right, well, if that's not true, then what else isn't true? But then Israel's just like, 
Ah, we were very nice. I don't know. We went through and we shook hands with everybody. When you see the video, it's like, yeah, with a billy club to the skull. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, ah. All right. So smoke billowed over residential Israeli areas and people sheltered behind buildings, the sirens, da da da. So we announced the start of Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. And we announced the first strike, which targeted enemy positions, airports, and military fortifications, exceeding 5,000 missiles and shells. Mohammed Daif, Daif, head of Al-Qassam Brigade's military wing of Hamas, said. Um, then, so rocket's attack served as cover for an unprecedented multi-pronged infiltration of fighters, with Israeli military saying at 7.40 a.m. that Palestinian gunmen had crossed into Israel. Most fighters entered through breaches and security barriers, separating Gaza and Israel. But at least one Hamas soldier was filmed flying over in a powered parachute, a motorboat carrying fighters. So look at this. Um, let me see which video we want. I think it's that 52 second one is actually a good one. Um, there it is. Let's see. One video showed it's six motorcycles. All right. Do you see the one that's 52 seconds? Mm-hmm. Right, let's go ahead and play that one. There's audio. I don't know if we need it, but I'll listen just in case. But it is pretty interesting. You're not going to get options for full screen. All right, whatever. I'll just... This is how Hamas wants to portray its operation against Israel. The movement's media arm documented the moment its fighters breached the Gaza border fence by foot or by vehicle. As well as this video of fighters crossing the border using paragliders. paragliders. The troops were accompanied with military reporters who provided live updates on social media platforms. All the soldiers in these tanks were taken captives by Al-Qassam Brigade's fighters, as we saw. Footage of abducted Israeli so, soldiers has been published and distributed yeah, online. In this video, so, several you know, captives... They're coming in with their crazy contraptions and they're storming in. Um, but like, so it's not just launching missiles. They're still apparently trying to shell the hell out of Israel to overwhelm the, the Iron Dome. Because at some point they figured out like, that's a good tactic because you just try to fire as much as possible to, you know, make it so Iron Dome just can't hit them all. You know, maybe they run out of ammo. Um, so obviously, let's see, fighters raided the Israeli town of Sederot, another community. Oh, man. Be'eri, the town of Ofakim. Gosh, I'm just not going to do well in any of these. Residents of southern Israel fortify their homes to function as bomb shelters and were using them as panic rooms. Like, that's the crazy thing about, like, living in Israel. Like, we had this um, we had this art show from all these Israeli artists probably more than 10 years ago at this point. And hearing the woman talk about living in um, Tel Aviv and these other areas where it's just like this idea of having, it's like, it's a home, but also we got to be ready for a bomb. Like, that's just a crazy way to live. Um <clears throat> so, um, so, you know, Israel calls this an attack, um, that, um, you know, basically just a out of the blue cold attack, um, that has to do with nothing, you know, other than Hamas hating Israel. Um, the Hamas says it's in revenge for, uh, Israelis desecrating the Al-Aqsa mo- mosque, um, so I looked it up, and I don't remember which order I put this in, but there's one from 
Middle East Eye. It's called Israeli Storm Al-Aqsa Mosque. So this is actually from a year ago, August 7th, 2022, where scores of Israeli ultra-nationalists, including settlers. Settlers seems to be this word that I've been finding a lot of Arab press that seems to be seems to be a loaded term that I'm going to admit I don't understand. I mean, I know it probably means Israelis moving into current Palestinian-controlled areas or something. Yeah, and I think they both use the term to say, hey, you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, like it's, yeah. But because it's, it's like settlers, like that doesn't sound bad. It's like the way you said it sounds bad, though. <laughs> um, so yeah, ultra-nationalists, including settlers, stormed Al-Aqsa Mosque and occupied East Jerusalem on Sunday morning as the Israeli military onslaught on Gaza entered its third day, and this is last year. Protected by heavily armed Israeli forces, the storming began around 7 a.m. local time and continued for three hours as the Israelis marked the Jewish holiday of... Tishabav? Yeah, okay. Organized by far-right groups that call for the destruction of Al-Aqsa Mosque. So I guess there's far-right Israeli groups that want the mosque destroyed. Seems like not the best plan. One of the holiest sites in Islam. Like, I just, if you don't want people destroying, which, I mean, they do, destroying, like, the holiest sites of, like, Judaism and Christianity, maybe also don't counter with destroy the holiest site of Islam. Like, exactly. Yeah, you know, maybe. Especially since they market that all three are welcome. In Israel. Sites. In Israel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's I think Jordan right now is the one that's in charge of like the Christian sites and the, I don't know, the Jewish sites, but I think, yeah, I don't know. It, it rotates though, apparently, who's like, takes care of it or whatever. I forget what they call it. And another round of storming is planned between 1.30 p.m. and 2.30. Um during the tours in the court- courtyards of the mosque, settlers performed religious prayers and raised the Israeli flag in contravention of long-standing agreements on the site. As part of a decades-old understanding between Jordan, the custo- oh, custodian, there you go, custodian of Islamic and Christian sites in Jerusalem and Israel. Yeah, that's right. Jer- Jerusalem is, you know, the Ju- the Israelis say Jerusalem is all theirs, and then there's contention that's still split. There's East Jerusalem and whatever. Uh, Non-Muslims are not allowed to perform any religious rituals inside the confines of Al-Aqsa mosques, nor are Israeli symbols allowed to be displayed, which makes sense. Non-Muslims can visit under the supervision of WAKF, a joint Jordanian-Palestinian-Islamic trust that manages the affairs of the mosque. Okay, so you can tour. Uh, you just got to set it up. And in 2003, the management of Al-Aqsa visits was rescinded by the Israeli authorities. Since then, Israeli police have allowed settlers and far-right activists to storm the site on a near-daily basis. <laughs> so, you know, if that's true, a far-right lawmaker, Idamar Ben-Gavir, led one of the groups that stormed the mosque and what Palestinians see as a provocation of their feelings and a desecration of the sanctity of their mosque. Yeah, like... If you're a lawmaker for Israel, you definitely should not be storming mosques, especially like the mosque that's like the most important. Like it's a, I saw that picture, you know, it's a beautiful golden dome and all that stuff. Like it's a good looking building. You can imagine like it'd be very important. I mean, beyond just being pretty, of course, but like, you know, it's, you know, it's just like, why, why would you, why, you know? Cause like Israel does talk about how, you know, you can be Christian, you can be Muslim, you can be atheist, you can be anything and live in Israel. Um, and they, you know, even in their parliament, there's parties that believe 
that Israel shouldn't exist. And they go, see, we even let them in parliament and they don't think we should even be here, you know, and say, well, that's a good point. Like, that's good. And it's like Hamas has been in charge, has been the elected government of the Palestinians for like 20 years or something now. And uh, has that been that long? Anyway, whenever it's been, it's either 2003 or 13, I don't know, while, and they keep getting reelected to be in control of everything. But part of their charter requires the total destruction of Israel. And so when you're trying to compromise (laughs) and one requires the total destruction of Israel and all the people to leave or die, the middle ground is kind of difficult to find. You know, it's just like, what's maybe we kill only half our people. Is that good? Like, no, all the people. It's like, all right, well, never mind. Let's figure it out. Um, that's the crazy thing. So, like, I just don't know how this ever resolves, to be honest. Because, like, I saw, you know, if you look up the origin of this conflict, because it's not like this is new, of course. You know, a year ago they were fighting. They're going to be fighting again. Um, but, like, you know, the, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, like, I don't remember hearing anything about that when that went down, you know. But, you know, when they were like, this is revenge for that, I'm like, what the hell even happened? I was like, how do they desecrate? Because all the... Um, all the people talking about it in contemporary times are speaking very vague about desecration. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I know on, um, is it the Temple Mount where like Muslims are allowed to pray, but Jews are not. And like, if you stand there, if you stand there with your eyes closed silently, you know, and you've got, <clears throat> I don't know, I guess if you got a yarmulke on, or maybe if you just are clearly not Arab or something. Um, I mean, there's armed guards that will, be like, you can't do this, you know, move. And so, you know, there's holy sites that, that Israel has kind of given up and said, all right, Muslims, you get to control this and we'll just not have this holy site. Um, so in some ways there seems to be compromise, but it just doesn't seem to go anywhere. And like this time, of course, so you got all these rockets going on. This is a huge thing. Like this is not their normal sort of fighting. This is a pretty big one. And uh, there's a lot of rumors that Iran might have their fingerprints on this, maybe some funding. And it's right around the time where our government unlocked a lot of their funds uh, that have been you know, locked up because of nuclear aspirations. They say not for a bomb. They say they just want power, but like nuclear power. And we say, we're pretty sure it's for a bomb. <laughs> and, um, uh, and so they go, no, we go, okay, no more sanctions. Here's your money. And so they got all this money. And, uh, and I was just telling you, you know, they opened up their parliament the other day with a nice chant of death to Israel. Um, so they're definitely celebrating and they're saying that, um, they're saying that all the, uh, Muslim nations, all the Arab world should all come together get Israel right now. The Palestinians are finally back doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're so proud of the Palestinians. Um, and so you go, okay, well, maybe, let, let's say the Israelis, say the far-right Israelis have been desecrating this mosque. Well, you pissed them off. They retaliated. You know, probably saw that one coming. But... You know, it's not like Hamas's Boy Scouts or their victims necessarily. Uh, let's pull up that screenshot from Twitter. They've been 
grabbing hostages, you know, and like some of them have been military people. But then uh, this dude, Vocal Distance on the Twitters, uh, he said, look at the women that Hamas has kidnapped so far. And you look at them and they're all like, looks like they're 20 somethings, you know, just young, pretty Israeli girls, you know, and like, I don't think they're targeting these young pretty girls for a political reason. You know, I think it's to inflict pain. You know, like this is, um, I guess you'd have to call it terrorism if it's the point is to like cause emotional damage. But it's like, we're going to grab your daughters and, you know, God help them. You know, like I don't, I'm not going to say they're definitely about to get raped, but um, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't go, but they didn't grab a bunch of old ladies and, and like, just random dudes, you know, uh, this one story it's on video of <clears throat> a girl that was being kidnapped, um, by a guy on a motorcycle while she was like reaching arms out to try and like get her boyfriend, you know, to try and save herself. And it did not work. She got kidnapped. Um, so it's, you know, problem is like Hamas plays dirty like this and it's hard to say, it's hard to garner any sympathy. Like, okay. So some people, went into the mosque, did Jewish prayer, and raised some flags. That's messed up. Proper retaliation, 2,500 to 5,000 missiles, and like mass kidnapping and rape. Now, I don't think that's the proper response, you know? Maybe you go pee on their holy sites or something like that. Like, right. You know? Exactly. Let's be logical. Yeah. You know, eye for an eye. Let's match it a little bit here. Like, I don't know. Do something. Like, yeah, go say prayers at some Jewish site or something. I don't know. Um, but, you know, th- this conflict is such a weird one because, like, everyone's like, I have claim to this land. You know, obviously, there's a couple books that mention, like, Jerusalem and Nazareth and these areas where it kind of implies that maybe Jewish people have been there for a little while, like, maybe towards the beginning. And then, but, of course, it was controlled for a long time by the Ottoman Empire. Until like World War One, and then good old, you know, Sykes Pico, the Brits and the French, probably Americans too, they all got together and they're like, we don't need another Arab empire. That's too powerful. We need warlords that we can grease. Like literally, they wanted to have a bunch of like barbarians they could bribe and then be like, oh, get to wherever we want to. Just pay them some money, shiny pebbles, you know. And so, uh, but you know, so they broke up the Ottoman Empire. London or England got control of. What is, what was Palestine? They called it at the time, and then during you know before World War Two, um, they went through the United Nations and created Israel. They did all the paperwork the, the way the world said they a new country should be formed, and they did their paperwork. They here you go, home for the Jews, and then you know, World War Two, not a great time to be a Jew in in Europe, and so lots of people went to Israel, you know, and so then they're. You know, word is that when they got there, they were displacing Palestinians. Um, but the interesting thing about that is, all right, so you're in the 1940s, right? And you've been, you've, you've left your home. You've left your home, and now you're living in this tent. <clears throat> you're living in a camp outside of where you used to live. Well, there's all these Arab nations that all said they, they weren't allowed to come there. It's like, no, you can't come. We don't want you refugees. Like, you're not allowed to come here. And so then there's been a few wars. You know, there's 
there have been a few wars over the times, and Israel, for the most part, has won those wars. And they, when they were the victors, they tended to take land, which is kind of how wars work. Um, and so they, they won and pushed and won and pushed. And, uh, but now here, it's 2023, right? I get that, you know, there's refugee rights and there's all this stuff and, like, Displacing people from the home and conquering all this, colonizing all this sort of stuff. Yes, opposition, opposition, sure. Um, It's been 80 years. At no point are you going to move out of, like, UN camps. Like, for real. Like, the, the, I mean, 80 years ago. 80 years ago, at no point did you go, you know, let's, let's stop doing this. Like, maybe we'll just move in. And then we'll use political influence, and then we'll take over Israel because we're the Palestinians are welcome there. It's like move in, get a job, get elected, you know, maybe take over and you know use something. But that's the thing: the refugees are just pawns, you know. They're pawns by the entire Arab nation, really, and any kind of anti-Israel part where it's just like as long as you got people in camps, you got victims to show. And it's like they're being victimized by Israel, and you're like look at how horrible this is. They've been forced into tents for the last hundred years or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. But Iran could have, you could have accepted them. They could live in Iran and be happy. You say you like them, you know, Jordan could have taken, I mean, someone to Jordan, but it's just like, yeah, there's, there could be options, but there's not because it's like most things. No one wants it to resolve, you know, um, I'm sure Israel want it once it resolved, but they want it to resolve in a way that's, they win, you know, exactly. Yeah, and then Palestine, Hamas wants it resolved in a way that kills all the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I'm wondering how this goes. Um, the anti war, right? You know, how we're talking about like Matt Gates and all these people. The big thing was no funding for Ukraine and the continuing resolution. Some of them are getting real war talky when it comes to Israel, of course. And so now, like, Laura Loomer, I don't even know what she does for real. I just know she's a right wing commentator and she loves trump and stuff but she was like the only thing to do is flatten gaza and turn it into glass it's just like great <laughs> yeah it's like that's you know i'm not a big fan of the concept of war crimes but that sounds like one and like perhaps a people who moved to israel to escape a, a genocide based on their beliefs and who they are Maybe shouldn't follow that up with a genocide based on people's like beliefs and who they are. I just, I, I even think, I think like the Bible and the Torah. I think they're all pretty opposed to it. I think a lot of the really religious books pretty much oppose genocide. Unless it's God, God can do genocide. He's allowed yeah, to do that. <laughs> just sometimes he's got to smite. What do you so? What do you think, man? Well, the craziest thing that I've always observed, you know, and they're both. They both, I don't know if they've openly admitted it, but they haven't necessarily denied the fact that they're both guilty, both Israel and Palestine, of firing rockets from their own side and having the Tarkids come right back to them and then being like, look, they fired a rocket at us. Yeah, It's like, wait, the rocket did a U-turn, guys. Well, there's, uh, I saw some videos before. It was like Palestinians, and they're using just... um, 
like mortar type thing, like just dumb missile things. But they went on top of this uh, apartment complex, you know. And so the buddies are filming from the building next door. So a couple of them set the thing up. They and they're all like, "Yeah, we did it!" And like seven seconds later, this precision missile just lands right, like right where they're standing. And it's like, and it's like, well. I don't think that was a good idea. Like, <laughs> they've got much better weapons than you. Like, maybe if it's just like you and your homies and you've got like one mortar around, maybe wait to use that. You know, some strategy. But as Israelis talk about how like Hamas, they'll keep their offices or their military offices like under uh, schools and, and uh, mosques and stuff like that. And so, you know, if they'll have all the intelligence that says this is where the munitions are being kept. This is where this is being planned. But if you were to retaliate, you're going to kill a preschool. And of course that will look bad, you know? So there's a lot. If you listen to Israel's side um, where it's like, okay, like we show restraint, you know, cause we don't do this. Like even Netanyahu and this was just like, I would get out if you're a normal citizen. Like if you're a citizen of Gaza, I would get out now. And, uh, I mean, they've taken out, there was, uh, one of these other clips on Al Jazeera, <clears throat> one of their field reporters, she was about to give an update on how things are going and as she's about to talk this tower behind her, just and just 14 story tower, just taken out. And it's like, you know, if Hamas really does hide with citizens, then like, you know, they're doing it on purpose for these results. And like, I don't know what you do as Israel, like. You know, when it's just mortar rounds, I guess maybe you shake it off, say, ah, Iron Dome took it out. We'll try and find the people. But, I mean, if you start throwing 2,500, 5,000 missiles, I mean, it's really hard to play the victim at that point if you're retaliated. But, I don't know. I just, I think it's going to be, I think a bunch of horrible stuff's going to be happening for a little bit over there. When Trigger and the Iron Dome, I just see dollar signs. Oh, sure. Every one of those rockets. Oh, yeah. It's just not. I mean, it's an awesome system, but it's just a money pit. Oh, I mean, that's the military industrial complex. Couldn't be happier right now. I mean, like, you know, Iran, I don't know where they're getting their stuff. I guess I'd say from Russia, but Russia's busy right now using stuff. So Iran gets it from whoever. They probably get it from. China or general dynamics. I don't know. Right, you know, right. like they're buying it and then Israel buys all their stuff. So, I mean, if I was general dynamics, I'd be selling to all the sides. Like why wouldn't I, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I feel real bad for everyone that's been kidnapped and their families like that. I can only imagine it's going to be horrific. Cause like, I just don't see, I don't see how that goes well. And I don't see, the point of that being anything other than to just rape the hell out of them. And that is ugly to say the least. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but those are the big, I mean, so in the U S we're acting like a bunch of clowns and the middle East, they're popping off. And and now we just have to kind of hope that um, somehow that conflict doesn't combine with Russia which, you know, you get Iran. So you get Iran getting involved with Israel, maybe. Maybe. They might. So they get, or they get involved with Palestine against Israel. At that point, does it trigger if Iran is helping? 
you know, does that mean the U.S. now has to step in? Stupid treaties. It might. Somebody might say that. Isaiah doesn't say that. But, I mean, I think Israel has the capabilities to fight Iran. Um, and then, like, what, do the Saudis stay out of it? Who do they help if they don't stay out of it? You know? Because they're not huge fans of Israel. Not huge fans of Iran. But recently, they've gotten cozier with Iran. So how? where does that go? And then, like, you know, all the other nations. And so it's like, okay, do other do the other Muslim nations get involved or not? And depending on how many get involved there, do we get involved or not? And then if we are involved, what it does, you know, who else gets involved? Like, does the UN get involved? Who knows, you know? And then if we are involved, we're probably going to be sending less to Ukraine. So does Ukraine wrap up finally and say we quit? You know, I don't know. Does Russia finally go, well, they've got a two-front war, one they're really fighting and one that they're proxy fighting. That's hit them, you know? Like, they're... they're it does, st- yeah, it does seem like a way to bring the U.S. into something we don't need to be brought yeah. into. Well, and then, like, and then China just goes, all right, Taiwan, it's ours anyway. It's like, stop us if you want to. And then we go, no, we won't, but we will. Uh, uh. So it's like, you know, how many... How far will we divide our focus and how many directions will we send? And like, you know, we are low. We are low on munitions. I mean, I know that the companies are willing to sell them, but even like General Dynamics, like hearing like the, what's his name? Mo something. I think he was a retired general, General Mo. Uh, But like artillery rounds, like, I mean, we are to get back to sort of where we always considered our readiness. We need 10 years, 10 years, or we keep paying for more factories for general dynamics to build more. Uh, but yeah, it's like, so if we get into a war, it's like, well, we're 10 years behind on like artillery rounds, which is not good. Well, what about the material for that? Do we have to ask China for that? Well, that's a wonderful question too. I, I hope not, but you know, well, that's the other thing about Taiwan, you know, microprocessors. And so like if China decides to go ahead and, do that it's like no you don't get any microprocessors sorry you know or, or if you do they all have back doors absolutely <laughs> they just might need a little time on that one but at first you just go no and they go they go oh, please 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 and all the little thing will open up and then you're it's like are we ready okay we're ready now we'll do it or maybe they just sell us the e-waste like they have been anyway like let the things fail at thirty thousand feet while they have their hypersonic missiles that they're working on that can hit us without needing a, a ship anywhere near our shores. So, <laughs> I think that'll wrap us up for the week. Everybody have nice warm feelings about everything. Because <laughs> at least we know our elective officials have everything under control. We can count on that. All right, so like us, follow us, subscribe to us, do all the things you're supposed to. YouTube, Rumble, iTunes, Thing, Spotify, SoundCloud. I heard Stitcher shut down, so not that one anymore. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What do you got for us, Charlie? I really don't have anything. I just, I think everyone just needs to relax a little bit. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're just, let's not do that. You know what? World War Three. let's just do it. Let's just get it over with. Come on. What's the worst that could happen? Thermonuclear annihilation? All right. Until next week. Ta-ta.